Welcome everyone to the Bolt from the Blue podcast. Have you been missing us? We have been missing you. We were absent, of course, on the Bolt from the Blue podcast for the game against Arsenal when I almost made it but uh, didn't make it to the stadium. And then before that, again, as we were, as I was uh, planning to um, to fly over from Korea to to the UK, missed out on the um, the the game against uh, the three nil win against Wills as well. So here we're back with you, and we're here to talk about. That game against the 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 team at the ground that we never win. I think it's five on the trot now. Um, yeah. at, at that particular ground, uh, Tottenham Hotspur. Their manager was ill. They were not in good form, so it was guaranteed, guys. It was guaranteed that we were going to play them back into form. And uh, Jimmy Greaves's record goes tumbling. And uh, let's see who we've got with us. Do we have Bernard? Bernard, how are you doing? Yes, I'm here. I'm so so happy we're not going to talk about Wolves and Arsenal because you usually talk about the uh, starting eleven, and uh, I got I got um, excuse okay. me, I only got five right for both of them games, guys. So yeah, I'm, I'm I've, I've admitted it. At least I'm big enough to admit it. But we're we're pretty much back on form for the Spurs game, unfortunately. <laughs> mm-hmm. And do we have uh, Ray? Ray, are you with us? Absolutely, mate. I'm I'm with you. I've got a few more than uh, Bernard Wright on, on those games. I think I've got 10 on one of them. Um, but hey, because that's how good I am, really. Well, I'm quite confident in you guys that you got... Probably... Modest as well. Humble <laughs> as anything, mate. Humble, humble. <laughs> well, uh, guys, um, we're not really going to talk about the, the Wolves game or the Arsenal game too much, I think. But we're going to start off with this particular game, the game against Tottenham. Now, let's look at this lineup. Oh my goodness gracious me. <laughs> so here we go. Edison, Lewis, Walker, Akanji, Ake, Rodrigo, Bernardo, Mares, Grealish, Alvarez, and Holland. Now, before we talk about uh, how you thought they were going to line up, Bernard, <laughs> um, how, how many of those names did you get right? Yeah, I got I got nine, uh, which considering the the lineup, but I, I made a little note on me because obviously I didn't get to the game, so I was at home on my laptop, and I just simply wrote this is before the game. As soon as I saw that team come out, I thought I put uh, Lewis and Walker a question mark. I put Alvarez, Harland, Grealish and Mares a question mark. I put Peroni on the bench with a big tick. That was fine. No Diaz, Laporte, Gundo, KDB or Foden. And that was just my little comment. So even though I got nine, um, you know, it could have easily, I could have easily been down to five again based on what Pep's doing. So uh, very, very odd. I, I had no idea what, well, I, you know, I just assumed Lewis was going to be playing uh, right wing back and Walker was behind him overlapping. I had no, I had no idea. And of course, when it when it started, we we soon found out that none of us had much idea what Pep was going to do. Neither did Pep. Yeah, neither <laughs> did Pep. Guys, here were the substitutes. You had Moreno, uh, Diaz, and Laporte. We have got no idea really what the extent of their fitness is. But of course, you would you'd imagine that if they're on the bench, um, they, they must have had they must have something in the tank. Um, it was unlikely, I thought, that Phillips would get on. He was on the bench too. Gundogan, uh, KDB on the bench, uh, Gomez Peroni, surprisingly, already under Palmer. So, Ray, what were your thoughts? Um, <laughs> you really want to know? Yeah. <laughs> Turn the air blue. Um, we must have spent ages trying to work out what system Pep was going to play. Like Bernard just said, I thought, could we be playing three at the back? Could we have Walker on the right? Uh, Akanji in the middle, Aki on the left, and Lewis, it just seemed natural that R- Lewis would be outside Walker all the other way around. Um, and then I thought, it's a bit odd, I, I can Grealish play left wing back or whatever. You know, how are we going to get Alvarez up front, or is Alvarez going to play behind Haaland? How's this going to work? We've got Bernardo and Rodri. You know, could we play 3-3-4? Three, three, could we play 3-2-2-3 two, two, three, if I get my numbers right? You know, it, it was just crazy trying to work it out. And I, it looked like some of the players didn't know what, once the game started. Um, once I saw Rico Lewis at left back, <laughs> got to be honest, I was extremely um, annoyed. <laughs> extremely annoyed. Because Pep said, Concello's gone. I have no problem with Concello going, okay? Con- but Concello, Pep said we had cover. Concello was behind Aki. Aki had been playing left back, okay? He's a defensive left back, but... 
for me, he was doing what I wanted him to do. He was stopping the other team scoring. So Aki had been playing left back. And I think a game that when Aki had been put on the bench, Laporte had gone left back. So these are your two guys who've been playing left back. And suddenly you play Rico Lewis, who hasn't played there. For, you know, I've never seen him play there. He might have played there in the in the um uh, in, in the uh, academy, I, but I doubt it. You know, so a kid who's not yes, he, I don't think he had a bad game. Don't get me wrong. But he warned us, didn't he? He warned us, didn't he, Ray? I mean, he actually warned us before the game. That, you know, and we thought he was joking about yeah. a midfielder. Well, he said a midfielder would play left-back. But obviously, I don't class Rico Lewis as a midfielder. But he did warn us, and we just sort of laughed. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> we shouldn't have really laughed, should we? But I said before the game, you take decisions like this, you, they're off the wall, okay? If it works, you're a genius. You're a superstar manager you already are a superstar manager when you pull these things off the inverted fullbacks when they work when edison works you know with the uh, playing out from the back and all the everything else the long raking passes to to when aguero was here or to Haaland now or whoever and they come off you're a genius and when they don't work you're an ass mm-hmm. let's be honest that's it is a fine line but the the, the concern for me is Spurs would be predictable. We pretty much knew how Spurs would do it. And City are too predictable. We know how City are going to do it. And that's that lineup without KDB and Gundogan. Sorry, not buying that. You cannot play without those two players. And although I really do like Alvarez, and I think he's got potential, for me, he hasn't got the quality yet that I did, that I want to see. And, I, and I'm not going to go at him. He's a World Cup winner for a, for every, you know. But he's not played enough to get that quality. And in a game like this, I need a bit of quality. Maybe Pep's played him because, on one hand, I did say he deserved to play. I think he deserves to play. And he's young. He's going to run around a lot. But I'm sorry, Usain Bolt will run around a lot. I don't. I don't want that. I want quality. Um, and I, I just, it just seems so disjointed, you know, to to mess about at the back. Putting Rico Lewis there to mess him out in midfield by not having KDB or Gunduan and to mess around in attack, having Alvarez knocking about. It was just too many risks, um, and we were shocking. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, uh, Bernard, obviously, uh, Ray has mentioned the controversial selection of Lewis at left back. Um, just for people who weren't there, can you confirm how they did line up um, in their positions on the field? Well, yeah, but as Ray said, with with Lewis, he he started sort of left back, then he then he wandered into central midfield, and then he was playing on the right. So I I, just, I was just totally confused. You know, you can speak that tell say that to everyone, but to me, you've got Rico Lewis, who's our least if you like, the youngest player on the pitch, our least experienced player on the pitch, and Pep's given this sort of responsibility to him to to sort of play these positions and, and carry City. I mean, what happened to the Pep that wouldn't play young players for more than one game at a time or bring them on as... All of a sudden, we got Rico Lewis pre- playing every every flipping game. So, I don't know. I saw, I've got, I sort of give up when I saw Lewis playing because I, I thought, what the, I just don't know what he's doing. I, I have no idea. I mean... Ray might have a better idea on his tactical nows, but I'm sorry, he's he's throwing players under the bus. He's, he's you know he's throwing Ireland under the bus. He's not getting him anything to him at all. He's just he's just doing stupid things, and he, he can't he can't protect kids as he has for seven, six, seven years, and all of a sudden he's doing this to Rico Lewis. It, it, it's just it's just a joke, absolute joke. Well, um. You wonder what Sergio Gomez uh, would have thought of that. Uh, Ray, who was our uh, right-back and who was our centre-back pairing? Well, we had, uh, obviously, Kyle Walker at right-back. I don't think he played terribly well. We had a Kanji Naki at centre-back. Now, I think it's weird. You know, you see, look, Twitter, Twitter fork are always the cleverest of fork, and that sometimes includes us. But I saw one fella slating a Kanji and said he was the worst centre-back we had. <laughs> And people slagging off Aki, and I'm thinking, hang on, Aki's hardly put a foot wrong. He's been superb the last season and a half. Um, what surprised me, as I said, I, I, I thought Aki or um, Laporte would be left back. I honestly thought one of them would be left back. 
Um, when I looked at this lineup, I thought, who's playing left back? It's got to be Aki because he's played there so well um, in the few games he's played there. And he's been, as I said, I think our best defender this season. Also concerns me, Diaz has been fit for three games. He's sat on the bench. Laporte, sat, uh, you know, top, you know, very, very senior player on the bench. KDB on the bench. Gundogan on the bench. Forden, <laughs> conveniently sick. <laughs> oh, no, Ford has been left out of the last two squads. Now, Pep, on Friday, Pep said he's available, he's ready. Okay. Some people, I'm one of them, said conveniently sick, sent away from the squad. He was that poorly that he couldn't um, stay and watch the game. Poor soul. Yeah. So you've got five senior players there that Pep's certainly fallen out with. He's fallen out with Walker. Because he dumped Walker, he complained about his attitude. And Cancelo's gone. That's seven. Bernardo, who's playing, wants to leave. There's a problem. There has to be a problem. And Pep's trying to find a way to squeeze Haaland into this side. And we had I mean, you I mean, think about Maris, Grealish, Alvarez, and Haaland. I mean, as, as Ray was saying before, it could it could it could have been a four-two-four, uh, old-fashioned, the old-fashioned yeah. system. I mean. Grealish didn't, you know, even though he's, he's, play, he's played this Grealish, Mares and Haaland combination, and it has worked uh, within reason. I mean, Grealish and Alvarez, I, I don't, I mean, Grealish was defend, was like a defensive mid, yeah. he was doing what Rodri should be doing half the time, you know, he's, he's coming back and, and protecting the defence, you know, we'll talk about Rodri in a bit, but... It was just so confusing, as I say, that the the back it was ridiculous. The only the only guy who was playing in his normal position, perhaps, was Rodri. That, that that was about it. All the other Akanji, Akanji, and Rodri, perhaps Walker. I don't know what where Walker was playing. In fairness, he he didn't seem to give us much down the right. But I don't think he had that. Ray didn't like. His, I thought it was okay. Ray, I know Ray didn't think he had a good game. I thought it was okay considering. I think he's switched off. It's just too many players not not playing in a position. I mean, you know, it's not as though he's been working on this tactic for 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 weeks. You know what I mean? He's he's obviously thrown it at these guys and expected them to play. It's just ridiculous. Sorry, Ray. Go on anyway. Just, uh, 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 you're right. I mean, I thought Walker switched off a few times. That's what what was my concern. Yeah, Rodri. Uh, he was in a spunk bubble of his own uh, on, on the weekend. <laughs> he was. He was horrible. But we, obviously, we're going to talk about that. But the fact that so many of our top players weren't playing, um, senior players, uh, we knew what Spurs were going to do. They were going to soak up pressure. They were going to hit us on the break, as they've done well, every single in time. In Pep's reign, the Spurs have played any different, no matter what manager they've had. They've always played the same against us. So, I mean, can you not prepare for that? Because he's, he's seen them play us 12 times or whatever. It's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, no, it's, it's terrible. And and I've said it before. Um, at times, I'm thinking I want Ortega to play because when he, he played against Arsenal, we hit the ball long. We did something different. Arsenal were pressing us like crazy. They were not allowing us to play... Um, you know, played the ball out from the back. Spurs were doing something similar. And against Arsenal, we counted it by doing the long ball to Haaland. That worked. Against Spurs, we didn't do it. We kept passing the ball tippy-tappy at the back. Um, so many things wrong with uh, what Pep did on Sunday. And I've said, you know, I've said it several times. Is this a contract too far? You know, the players certainly, you know, who else can you blame? Who else can you live? He's picking the players. He's picking the formation. He's picking the tactics. So he's you've got to point the finger at, at him for that. If the players aren't responding to him, if they aren't listening to him, well, whose fault's that? That's Pep's again. So, you know, Pep said in the past, if the players aren't listening to me or responding, then I'll, I'll consider my position. Well, consider your position because for, for two reasons. If they're not responding, then there's a problem. And if they're playing the way you want them to play, then the problems with Pep, it was it was terrible. Well, guys, that was your back four, and that was Rod Rodrigo, uh, at least nominally, uh, uh, protecting that back four. Um, uh, Bernard, um, who would you uh, say w was our midfield, and uh, <laughs> who, who were, were, was it, it? Who were the two attacking midfielders to to accompany Rodrigo? Well, again, that Bernard. I mean, 
Grealish and Alvarez were playing. I mean, Haaland and Mahrez seem to be the two guys who mainly were sticking up top, weren't they? Not those two were. And obviously, Grealish and Alvarez was sitting. Alvarez was sitting in behind, trying to pick up. But he had about three decent shots. We'll talk about it. But uh, Bernardo, I, I, I don't know. It was just so. You know, Bernardo was just so unutilised again. I mean, just, just you know, what was the point of not having KDB or, or Gundogan in there if you're just going to play Bernardo and he's not going to contribute in an attacking attacking way? And he didn't. He didn't do anything to help the attack. So, yeah, I mean, you're going to have Grealish and Alvarez sort of playing just behind Ireland and Mahrez and, and uh, I don't know. It is, it is difficult. I mean, there's more guys than me and all the tactics of it, but it, it just, for whatever he did... It didn't work, did it? Let's be honest about it. We, we were no threat whatsoever for most of that game. How do you think um, those uh, front five minus Rodri uh, were operating, Ray? In, certainly in that first half. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, you've just thrown me a hospital pass. The same way Rodri threw one to, to Rico Lewis. <laughs> I ain't got a clue. No one's got a clue. You know? Okay, Harlan played up top. Occasionally he dropped back. And that's about it. Mara's played mostly on the right. Grealish played mostly on the left. Alvarez, I don't know. Bernardo, running around. But you need... We missed the incisive control and passing and creativity of either a Gundogan or a KDB. It'd be really interesting to see the last time that those two, if ever, those two players, when fit, both of them were on the bench. Uh, I, I don't think you can... You can't do that. The one thing I was going to say earlier about Haaland is, and I, I said this ages ago, it's not just me jumping on the bandwagon. I said, Haaland, we are a, we are a weaker team with Haaland in the side. Even though he's got a ton of goals, we are a weaker team with him there because we don't know how to utilise him. We don't know how to... We're getting a lot out of him. He's got 25 league goals or something. But... The rest of the team is shuddering to a, a, a grinding halt. We're struggling. And and I said, Harlan has been pulling us out of the fire. He, especially early in the season, he was papering over the cracks. Now we're not supplying him. He can't paper over those cracks. I also believe he's lost his confidence since the World Cup. He's To me, he's not the same player. And we're not the same team. We're, we're, we're awful, you know. And... For too long, we've relied, especially this season, on moments of magic, moments of brilliance, because we've got players who, who have that brilliance uh, in them. We've been relying on them. Before, we were a very much a systems team with magical players who had magical moments. Now, the system isn't working. We're just, we've just got some, some decent players, and the magical players are on the bench. So it's frightening what's going on. Can I just, just, interject, just, just interject, Ray, you did mention about KDB and Gundogan, and the only time they not started a game this season together was our 4-0 victory over Chelsea in the FA Cup. <laughs> All right, let's get into but this first half. That's plan that we'd, we'd, uh, we'd do that, but obviously it never didn't work, did it? Obviously. Let's get into this first half, Ray. As it began to unfold, what 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 sort of pattern of play were you seeing? <laughs> um, City, very slow, very slow in the build-up, ponderous, um, lacking intensity, not decisive, not creative, not many people making runs up top. Harlem, when he made runs, not seen. Um, Spurs putting pressure on us at the back. Uh, pressing with five or six players, uh, Spurs playing as a unit, playing, playing as a team, Spurs wanting it more than us. I mean, you know, I'm painting a bad enough picture yet, Bernard? 
Well, I thought we had a good six minutes. At the start. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we had a good... Uh, Aki was free to get a nice yeah. header on tight. Larice is in goal, don't forget. And he, he just headed it back across goal. And I think Akanji ended up just uh, back passing it to Larice with, with, a, with a, his header was that feeble and weak and certainly wasn't attacking it. And then we had an Al, one of the first Alvarez blast at something. Say Alvarez suddenly appeared uh, in the box and he sort of blasted it as ever. It, it, Tottenham player. And that was six minutes. But after that, yeah, you, you're pretty much summing well, up Prince, how we started to play then. Then Prince Harry had a good six minutes, if you remember. <laughs> so, you know, I you could a couple of eggs, but hey, it doesn't make any difference. Six yeah, minutes. Yeah, is... back sheds, yeah. <laughs> well, guys, in the first 10 minutes, we were a little bit more um, clear about what was going on. Um, certainly, by, t- uh, by the 10th minute, City have had 84% of the possession. <laughs> Although the untroubled uh, Hugo Lloris, the very dodgy Hugo Lloris, uh, his gloves um, were not uh, stained uh, by the ball or anything else. Uh, so, guys, um, just looking at this, we could sort of like see that when City were in possession, it was a 3-4-3 three, three, and they reverted to a back four when they lost it. That seemed to be what was going on. Um but um, I agree with Ray. There's just there's something um, a little bit missing, and uh, of course we didn't have to wait long for Jimmy Greaves' uh, Spurs goal-scoring record to be broken on the 15th minute, guys. So just um, uh, after all of that possession, five minutes later, uh, Kane scores uh, the first goal. Let's talk about this, Ray, because you were talking about hospital passes. Let's talk <laughs> about this one. About you're passing the ball around the back. Spurs are pressing us like crazy. Occasionally do something different. No, we don't. We keep passing it around the back. And then um, Rodri passed it to Rico Lewis. Now, we're always looking for that. They are risky balls, okay? When when they pay off, you think, well, yeah, City are fantastic. But really, passing it to Rico Lewis with Hoiberg right behind him. Rico Lewis, you know, what, what did he... Uh, what options did he have? Heiberg nicked the ball away from him. And um, I think he did he fall or stagger and managed to knock it through to Kane. You know, Kane was pretty much in the box uh, unmarked because you weren't expecting to mark him because we were passing the ball around and he slotted it past Edison. Um, I don't know if Edison could have saved that. Uh, Moreno would have done a, made a better attempt. I think that's... The big problem with Edison, he's not a great shot stopper. He, he, I'm not sure about his positioning. Um, and whether he could have saved it or not, or Moreno could have saved it or not. You know, sometimes, we, as I said, we love it when we can pass the ball from back to front or long passes and we, we create opportunities. But I, I'd be interested if someone could give us some stats to say how many times has that worked for us and how many times has it cost us? Because uh, once again, it cost us. But Rodri had one of the worst games I've ever seen him play. One of the worst in his time at City. He was a bag of shite. Uh, okay. Uh, and, but Pep never swapped him, kept him on. And he kept making bad passes, giving the ball away, not being in the right place. Uh, it was shocking. Absolutely shocking. One thing I will say about Rico Lewis, I mean... He's a kid. I don't think he wants to make the fouls. But really, when uh, Heuberg nicked the ball from him, Rico Lewis should have just booted him and, t- and given the free kick away and um, taken the yellow card. Uh, you know, I'm not a big advocate of uh, you know this kind of uh, dirty play, but sometimes needs most. And I think Rico Lewis, once Heuberg had nipped in front of him, <laughs> should have just booted him, booted him in the air, take the yellow card. Uh, immediacy of the threat would have been. Um, dissolved, let them have the free kick and hopefully we can, you know, man up better. But he didn't think that quickly. Uh, and before you knew it, we were 1-0 down. Uh, Bernard, uh, Lewis couldn't really have done uh, too much with that pass, could he? No, I, I thought he was actually turning away. You know, I thought he was actually... Um... Uh, actually moving away from uh, Hoiberg when when he actually in, intercepted it. And I think Rodri hadn't seen that happening. I think he, he was free for a, a split second. 
Uh, but I, I think then Rico Lewis had made the decision to move slightly upfield, which obviously made it even easier for Hoiberg to nip in once Rodri had played the stupid pass, which, you know, he had Edison available, he had Aki available. Obviously, he's not going to do a roll Z because that's not how we play. But he certainly had Edison available that day. He would have put pressure on Edison, but <laughs> it would have certainly been a better pass than, uh, to Lewis. And, and all credit to, to Hoiberg. As Ray said, he actually fell over, I think, at one stage, but still a bit, bit Balotelli-like in the old 93-20. Managed still to get it through to Kane. And as far as the goalkeeper... Uh, yeah, would I would I expect a, a cracking a good goalkeeper to say that? I, I don't know. I, I think it was a good goal. Kane placed it. It was difficult, but uh, Edison's going to get this stick. And yeah, well, you know, we can't we can't put uh, De Gea in his place or Allison and see if they could they could have done better. We can't do that. But uh, I don't think there's a lot a lot he could have done with it. But for me, the goal was all Rodri's fault. It was as simple as it. We're only 50, 15 minutes into a big game. Spurs hadn't done much. Uh, Son had broke away once and Grealish had come back and tackled tackled him. But that was about it. So this was the first time, you know, they put in pressure on our back four. Rodri should be switched on. It's the 15th minute of the game. Uh, just not good enough from Rodri. I'm not going to blame Edison. It's just I'm not going to blame Edison. I'm not going to blame Lewis. Rodri should have been more switched on. Is is supposedly I hear the best defensive midfielder uh, probably in the world. I'm sorry, he's got to be more switched on. And it, it was pathetic. He cost us the goal. And eventually, unfortunately, even though we had 80 minutes left after this, he, he did cost us the game. Mm-hmm. Um, Ray, when you consider um, a striker's a goal tally for the season, would you count goals scored in the charity shield? No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's just... Um, I was just interested in. I was just interested in this little um, response. Obviously, Kane was celebrating um, going into go, going ahead of Jimmy Greaves until um, he found out after the game that uh, uh, Greaves had scored two hundred and sixty-eight goals and not two sixty-seven. So um, it might it might have been. Um, uh, they're, they're counting his goals and the uh, two goals he scored yeah. in the charity shield. But um, anyway, interesting. I think it's still a little bit ambitious to think to think that he's going to uh, break. Um, Shearer's record because he's got he'll break Shearer's record he's 29 years old Shearer's (laughs) Premier League record is 260 so if Kane's got 60 goals to go he'll beat that in three years by the time Uh, 32 okay well you know if he stays fit um all right okay what was the reaction Ray there was no reaction no reaction at all no not really (laughs) we just carried on the same we carried on our tippy tappy um you know uh, lethargic play at the back, you know, and, and say, and we invited Spurs to come and uh, try and nick the ball away from us again. I don't remember any positive reaction. And it, it really frustrated and annoyed me that we were doing these little short passes for nothing. We were not going up the pitch. We were just passing it around at the back. And, you know, when you're doing that without any chance of going forwards, I mean, Spurs give them their due. They, they put the... Uh, hard working to, to to minimize our opportunities to pass the ball through the lines. Um, when you're not going forwards, then you just going sideways and backwards. And as I said, you're inviting pressure. You're inviting asking Spurs to hit the ball away from us. And you know, as I said earlier, the runs Harlan was making, the passes weren't coming. You needed quality, the quality that KDB and Gundogan possess, and they deliver time and time again. Now, they might not be in the best of form, but as I, I repeat, you can't leave both of them off the pitch and expect Alvarez to put those three balls through to Haaland or whatever. Haaland cut a really frustrated figure. I bet you he did not enjoy that game. And, and early in the season, I didn't mind when people said, oh, Haaland only had eight touches in the first half. Well, he scored a goal. I'm, I'm sure Haaland wouldn't have minded, but he had nothing to feed on. And um, my worry is we're going backwards now. Uh, Bernard, um, the Guardian makes the point about the sheer number of managers that lose their touch in their 50s. Do you think Pep's going to be one of them? Well, he's lost something at the moment, hasn't he? I mean, I'm, you know, obviously they, they say about this uh, with footballers about, uh, you know, obviously, uh, what is it, form is temporary or, and, and all this sort of thing. But at the moment, he's lost He's lost the city. He's lost city. He's lost, I think he's lost some of the players. I'd say he's lost all the players. But from what I'm seeing on the pitch, he's, he's definitely 
lost certain players on the on this team at the moment, and it's not a good sign. Um, just in answer to the question of what we did after that, actually, we we did we did okay uh, in a in a rubbishy way. Uh, Bernardo should have done better with the shot. Very about nineteen minutes. Uh, Madly. Ended a good move for us by blowing up for a foul on Lewis when that Walker looked as though he might set us up for a good chance. Um, a Rodri P roller, obviously trying to make up for his for his effort. But yeah, I mean, it was all too deliberate as usual, and Tottenham just sat back. I don't I don't even remember Tottenham having too much uh, in front of our goal. But at least there, there was there was a response, but. It certainly, it certainly, Larice wasn't uh, again. Still didn't have his gloves, gloves warm. That's for sure. And uh, yeah, Pep, Pep's got problems. We've got probably can see we've got problems. We're not stupid. Pep can can say what he wants, but you know he's leaving key players on the bench. There's a problem there, and uh, hopefully we'll get through it. And we need to get through it very quickly. Mm-hmm. Ray, I thought that um, on a few occasions Spurs were pretty dangerous when they got through. Um, what, what did you think? Oh yeah, yeah. Look, you know, Spurs, Spurs would were going through us like knife through butter. You know, that's what I said. Although Walker, we can say he wasn't rubbish. You know, he wasn't Rodri rubbish, um, but he did switch off a couple of times. And Sonny, he's there for his pace. Um, and I'm sure all of South Korea would jump up and down every time Son gets the ball. Um, uh, but. Yeah, it was too easy. It was far too easy. We'd lost the ball. To, um, and that's what Spurs were wait, waiting for. They were waiting for us to give the ball away, lose the ball, slap dash uh, in, in the passing stakes. And they just bombed through us. And I, I don't understand it. Why is it? Yes, it's they don't give us a lot of space. But when our wingers, you know, people like Grealish and Maras get the ball, they get two men on them. They have two men on them. When Spurs wingers have the ball, there's sometimes no men on them. Kulishevsky had a field there, you know, uh, running down the pitch. And Aki made some tremendous uh, last-ditch tackles. You know, Rico Lewis put the hard yards in. Even Grealish was coming back, putting tackles in. It's crazy. You know, you want your Grealishers of this world to stay up the pitch. We shouldn't need him coming back. You know, honestly, we played... And, you know, I know some City fans will really not like me saying this. We played as badly as Liverpool. Ooh, ooh that's a no <laughs> blow. That's a low blow. Um, Bernard, was it still fresh in your mind the game against Spurs last month that the Etihad when we stormed back to win four two? Uh, not really, mate. Totally different. Totally different ball game, isn't it? I mean, obviously only been one nil down at half time, but uh, it could have been one one. Will we talk about the Maras? Hitting the underside of the bar, some people said he should have done better. I think the ball just sat up slightly too high for him when he made con. If it had been another inch or two lower, it would have been in the net. But uh, I think it was sort of going away from his from how he was set for it. But uh, one nil down, yeah. I say we live, we always live in hope, don't we? We always live in hope. We've had some crap first halves over the last few games. We know that, so. We expect Pep, get Pep to get back in in the in the change room. We don't expect any big changes at half time. Of course we don't, because that's not not normally. He's done it. Well, he's done it once or twice, but it's not normally his way of doing things. Uh, and so we thought, yeah, one nil. We 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 all have hope. We all have faith, don't we? Unfortunately, uh, sometimes, uh, well, certainly at the moment, we're being let down just a little bit at times. Yeah, quick ex- a few a quick exchange of uh, chances, um, uh, Ray. Obviously. Uh, Grealish um, uh, put it past the 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 post with a with a curling shot, and then Kane had a, a shot blocked. Uh, looked like a pretty good chance. Yeah. And then obviously uh, what Bernard mentioned uh, that uh, that shot by Mares hitting the bar that was just very very frustrating. What did you think of that? Well, there was. I'll talk about the two city things. The the Grealish one first. Haaland had the ball. He was about 25 yards out. Spurs defenders were running backwards, okay? And Haaland, this is why I say he's lacking in confidence. He, I can't believe he passed to, to Grealish. When he passed to Grealish, Grealish ended up with two men on on him. And he, you know, he tried to curl it in and it, it was not a great um, uh, shot from him. <laughs> but why did Haaland, I think a confident Haaland, why is he, he would not be passing the ball. 
a confident top of his form Haaland would be looking to have a shot from 20 yards, 25 yards, or looking to try and beat one man and get closer to the goal and then slip it past the keeper. So this is not a confident Haaland. I said it first game back, um, you know, since the World Cup, Haaland's just not looked confident. Summits, summits up. Uh, it's, it's, you know, he's never had... I think a period like this, where he's he's struggled so so badly for so many games, um, so that was that incident. And the Mares one, well, Mares, I thought when when the ball came to him, I thought he hit it first time on the volley, um, but he controlled it, which gave the defender the time to 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 close him down. And he had the shot, and it hit. Yes, it hit the bar and popped out. Just on, you know, depends how you want to look at it. You could, with your glass half full, you say, oh, it was a great attempt and unlucky not to go in. Glass half empty, you say he should have put it on target. You know, um, I think he should, I think, I always do. You know, I'm a hard task master. master. <laughs> um, I think he should have put it on, on target. He hit the bat, that's not on target. From where he was, he should have hit the target. Well, there you go, guys. That's pretty much um, the guts of that uh, first half. Sterile. And I think sterile is the word, sterile domination from City since the goal. Um, and it just looked like they, that, that um, the a lot of the attacking uh, City players were just ignoring Holland's runs. Um, well, that's the way it seemed anyway. Um, Ray, were you, what, were you feeling it was going to be one of these days or are you thinking the City are going to do something... Um, Interesting at half time and get back into this. Seriously, mate. Okay, I t- do you want to know what I did at half time? Okay. At half time, I got a picture of Harry Kane and I did my thumbnail for the full time. And I said, and I wrote there, I, I wrote the score. At half time, I wrote the score would be 1 0 and City would lose. That's how what I thought would happen in the second half. I just thought we are so predictable. We have no cutting edge. Pep's not going to change anything. He's he's done it once in my lifetime. I can remember he put <laughs> three subs on. He's, he, he put three subs on, and then this is it. I'm, and I'm, I'm I'm a bit tired now of Pep's <sighs> diarrhea talk after games. Okay, uh, trust me, I kept that clean. Uh, he's, he's talking after games. You know that that game where he put the three subs on. Afterwards, he says, "Well, he picked the team that the fans wanted because on social media, this is what we say." Oh, get out of it, Pep. Stop. Passing the book. Stop trying to be clever. You're a wise ass at times, and uh, we're not we're not buying it. So I I thought that was that one time that he made those three subs at our time. He ain't doing it this time. He ain't, isn't doing it this time, and he didn't do it. He let it carry on. We were horrible in that first half. It was a boring game to watch for, from a City perspective. We were terrible, and yet he did nothing. Rodri, you know, it's like someone had tied his laces together, his shoelaces together, um, or his boot laces together, and he didn't know what he, he was doing. Um, he was awful. But you had Lewis on, sorry, you had Phillips on the bench. No chance Phillips was coming on. You knew you had problems creati- creativity-wise, and yet you left everything as is, uh, on, uh, you know, so it dragged on into the second half. It was a, terrible from Pep at halftime, terrible. It was indeed, um, uh, Bernard. And um, I mean, I was thinking like, you know, hope springs eternal and clutching at straws. Uh, my my sort of my eyes uh sort of opened up wide when when someone made the comment that uh, or just reminded us that in. Back in December 2020, City were stuck in mid-table, and uh, everyone said that they, you know, they all looked a bit bored. And then they won 21 games in a row in all competitions. I'm not quite so sure it's going to happen this time, but it was a bit depressing. You have Gundogan and KDB stuck there on the bench, and we're so crying out for a bit of uh, creativity in midfield, uh, Bernard. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Spurs started that second half uh, certainly better than we did. Uh, certainly not like the Etihad, but obviously, we I think they had a, about five minutes and then we totally dominated and, uh, of course, hit four goals. But the, it, you just sensed, you just, as Ray was saying, just sensed that Ray said it was going to be 1-0. And I, I think I think anyone at, at the time, you, you, we live in hope, as I said before, but... Yeah, he just sensed it wasn't going to wrap. I mean, Kane should have had another a, a decent chance that he fluffed. Ben Davis had a cracking glancing header from a corner that could have easily gone into the back of the net. There's no one, no one meeting him to, to challenge. 
And we only looked a little bit better, of course, when on 59 minutes, when he finally does make a change, he finally brings KDB on. I mean, a lot of people are saying, why the hell did he take Mares off? Why didn't he take yeah. Alvarez off? And there's a lot of questioning of that. Um, for me, he could have probably took uh, six or seven players off. But uh, yeah, uh, and we did look a little bit better and Spurs were a little bit more tentative, perhaps seeing KDB on the pitch. But it's just one of those games where you just we're just not creating. We just weren't creating enough, and Harlem was was holding his head in his hands. It, it was just it was just getting worse. Alvarez was chancing his arm again with blasting shots. I mean, even even Spurs weren't marking us. Even Spurs weren't marking us from free kicks, and he was getting his shots in. But it, it just it just Ray was totally right at one nil at half time. Uh, if anything, it, they would probably increase the lead rather than City getting equaliser. Mm-hmm. I've got, to, well, I've got to quickly mention, uh, apparently Pep had a pop at Mares, shouted at him angrily at half-time <laughs> going down the tunnel. And like Bernard has said, why take Mares off? Yes, he might not have done much, but since the restart, who do you... Th- I, I, th- I would have two players as my best two players since the restart, or three, uh, Aki as well. But Rico Lewis has been brilliant, Aki has been brilliant, and Mares has been our more, most consistent uh, uh, threat up front. He's the one who's delivered goals and assists. And why he's yanked him off, you know, and, and left, like Bernard said, Al, it, it, for me, it should have been Alvarez off, uh, KDB on, and we've got more like a normal team. We have three up front, <coughs> two attacking midfielders with Bernardo and KDB, Rodri behind them, and four defenders. Why couldn't we go back to what has worked so well for so long? Uh, well, Bernard, um, you were right um, uh, to point out there that substitution of KDB on for uh, for Mares and, and raise comments on that too. Um, did you feel that that made a big difference? I think I think it did only from the point of the fact he gave Tottenham something to think about, uh, which obviously we hadn't given much to think about for the previous fifty nine minutes. So that that was the only difference. Uh, looking back, I don't think KDB actually. Uh, created. I mean, I'm looking back at some notes. I don't think he created that much uh, for City in and around. But we did have again some some half chances. Uh, even even uh, what's it say? Apart from Alvarez, um, yeah, he had a couple, didn't he? Um, but yeah, that was it. No, KD, KDB came on. We looked a little bit better, but it's all off to, off it and puffing again, wasn't it? There was not not much else, and Tottenham just looked as dangerous as ever when they did get the break. So it, it became a for a neutral, a, quite an, an interesting game from City fans. We got no control whatsoever in, in any part of that ninety minutes, apart from the first six, which we mentioned. That it was just, it was just. Uh, it's not. This isn't City. This isn't the City we're used to seeing, and perhaps we've been spoiled. But at the end of the day, we've got some quality players there. But unfortunately, for this game, most of them were on the bench. Yeah, desperate. City were uh, increasingly desperate for an equaliser. Ray, couple of penalty shots, tame, uh, tame um, yeah. appeals, as you say, hopeful LBW type um, appeals uh, for handballs. But there was nothing in either of them. I don't think. No, there's nothing there. You know, it's it's um, hopeless appeals, desperate appeals, uh, because we weren't getting any, any creativity or a chance of a sniff of a goal any other way than, you know, maybe with the Grealish dive or or, or going down easy. Um, you know, oh, Blumen Hill, that's another Prince Harry re- reference, isn't it? Anyway, um, but we weren't going to create too many we weren't creating too many chances. It was, you know, I was th- hoping that it was a Grealish foul in the box that might get us something or an opportunity with a free kick. When I mean, they were taking turns at kicking Grealish, uh, you know, and, and and I think teams have done this with um, Rico Lewis in the past where they've given him a, uh, you know, a kick in different players. Yeah, yeah, he got a bit of a kick in in the first half in this one, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, it happens, you know, and and if the ref lets a couple of them go, then someone else comes along to do. You know, do a kick in. Um, I mean, look, Spurs did get a man sent off, but it could have been done with you know a couple more yellow cards from the referee. I, I think that would have slowed Spurs' aggressiveness. And I've seen teams. Everton did the same. They're 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 bullying us. They're overly aggressive, and if they can get away with it for long enough, that also puts us off our stride. Mm-hmm. A couple of uh, <clears throat> sharp chances uh, for Spurs. 
uh, one uh, where you had uh, Harry Kane sliding in, um, both him and Ederson, but um, the ball just uh, evaded both of them. That was uh, based off a, you know, a good 50-yard uh, run from uh, Son. And then, of course, we had that um, save uh, from Ederson, and that was a great save. I'll go over to Bernard for that one. It, it just reminds us that he can, he can stop shots. He's not just... Um, um, a midfielder turned goalkeeper. It was an okay save. I'm not going to go mad about it, but obviously I watch enough football to know commentators say it was a good save, but it, it was an okay save. It's a save you expect him to do. I assume you're talking to Son, my mind, that he, uh, he, he saved. And I, I was more impressed with the Harry Kane save, which he sort of, glanced, uh, sort of glossed over a little bit there. I was more impressed with that one. It sort of rebounded, rebounded out, of course, but he, after uh, Harry Kane had took was it Walker and Akanji he'd, he'd strolled through? Um, yeah, at least he come out and blocked it. I was more impressed with that, perhaps, than, than the one you're talking about. But uh, he, he got a little bit of credit in the bank back. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, as I say, I think the best chances, as you said there, were, were basically for, for Spurs. We we were just appealing for silly, for, for silly penalties that were never going to happen. And, and of course, Gundogan did come on in the 84th minute. What the bloody use that is, I have no idea. Defence, Bernard, keep it uh, down. Must, must have been made because you know, Gundo for Bernard, who'd been pretty much non existent in the second half. Uh, it was just it's pointless. It's pointless to bring anyone at 84 minutes unless it's a tactical change, as Ray said. They're like Spurs did bring bring another you know defender on when your other guy gets sent off. I mean that that's logical. That that's that's what it should Pep doesn't do logical. Pep does Pep things, and sometimes Pep things are stupid, and it's as simple as that. Well, that's interesting. I mean, Ray was talking about being a a harsh taskmaster. You've got Bernard being very harsh there. I thought. But um, anyway, what do you think, guys? Is one of these guys being a bad influence on the other? Is Ray beginning to affect Bernard a little bit with these, <laughs> with these things? We should get keep, keep these guys separately in the in corners. It's not to do with the game. It's, it's it was Hoiberg later on. I, I mean, VAR we know is absolutely bloody useless. But I think they should put a, an edict in that. While these games are going on, that they look at these head injuries and see if there is actually a head injury taking place. Because I'm sick of this. These players, you know, we're not going to score today. We're not going to score that night. It's eight, the 89th minute. Hoiberg, I'm fairly sure there was no contact with his head, apart from the ball might have glanced it. I, I might be totally wrong, but I just want, you know, VAR is useless and it's not used for that at the moment. But it's just being abused and I'm sick of it. And teams like Tottenham, you can't let teams like Tottenham who are crap go 1-0 up because at the moment we're not good enough to, to get back into games like that. We're going to get beat. It's as simple as that at their ground with all the, with all the you know, with their crowd. We're going to get beat. And it's just, you know, if it had been the Etihad, yes, we would have had a chance. But, you know, these things, this wasting time, it, it just does annoy me. And if you're going to use VAR for... Checking a ball's gone out, like uh, I think Newcastle had one called out, didn't they, the other day for uh, the ball? He said the ball had gone over the line. So just use it while well, well, the player's down and tell the ref, no, he didn't, there's no injury to his head, he's feigning it, book him and get on with the game. Simple as that. It just does rile me a little bit. It wouldn't have helped us, let's face it, we were crap, but it, it's just something I wanted to mention before, you know, while we're talking about the game. The problem is, Bernard, okay, we were on the attack then, okay, mm. he. If it hit his head, which we didn't see enough repeats to get a good idea, but it already hit another defender, so yeah. it didn't have much sting in it. And he walked around for a bit, and then yeah. he decided to go down because we had the ball and we were trying to attack. Referee has got no option in that case but to stop the game. You yeah, know, no. whether, and whether he's faking it or not, the referee has no option but to stop the game. You should then. Look at it like a dive in the box, or um, you know, feigning it's it. It's a free kick, a uh, free kick, from it at least. Or something you're gonna like. get, no, you all. But the point is, if there was there was one the other week where I can't remember. Look at remember that Rivaldo one in the World Cup where he got hit in the leg or something, and he went down holding his face, got the player sent off. <laughs> Rivaldo should have been banned for ten games, yeah. unless you, unless the punishment is so severe. That the players won't even dream of doing it. If the punishment for feigning a head injury was a five-game ban, do you think Hoiberg still might have done it? Because um, 
you know, um, they want the three points, and maybe it's 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 worth doing. But if the if the punishment for uh, deceiving the ref, pretending you got a head injury, was a five game ban, do you think he would have done it? Or if the other option is, well, mate, you got a head injury, you're gonna, you know, if you're gonna go down claiming you got a head injury, you have to go off the pitch for five minutes. Either play, I think it's unfair to play with ten men, but then. They would have said you're gonna to have to do a concussion substitute. And Heuberg, sorry, mate, you've gone. D- if you go down with a head injury, you have got to be substituted. You can't come back on the pitch. Mm. That's it. That'll mm. stop that. So if it's a genuine head injury, you genuinely need to be substituted. And if it's a if it's a pile of shite, then you'll get substituted regardless. So maybe that's a way around it. But IFAB and everybody else, they're not going to do something sensible like that. Well, Bernard, um, into the final minutes of the 90, obviously Christian, uh, Christian Romero uh, sent off for a second yellow. Um, this is an interesting comment because it looked like, um, well, I mean, uh, most people thought that um, the the only sort of signs of life were coming from Grealish in that um, last sort of um, uh, 10 minutes, maybe five minutes. And here's an interesting comment from from Rich C, who said, City are slowly turning into Aston Villa dependent on Grealish for any creativity and with an ineffective forward. Is that um, fair enough? <laughs> God help us, mate, if it is, because, uh, you know, we talk about nearly men, don't we? And I love Grealish. You know me, I'll, I'll stick up for Grealish, and he was one of our best players on the pitch. But it doesn't... It, it's not happening, is it? it do, it's not It's not happening where it matters in the same way Bernardo isn't being utilised or, or using his obvious skills, which seem to just be sort of getting draining from him by the week at the moment with Bernardo. And Grealish just said, Grealish was wonderful. He, he came back, he was all over that pitch. He worked his bloody socks off. He was getting the fouls. All right, we didn't, you know, that's another thing. He, he, he earns these fouls and we, we do sod all with them when we get them. So, you know... Grealish, like he's shot in the first half, he's, he's just, again, a bit of a nearly man when it comes to that little bit of magic at the end, and that's what we need. And I'm sorry, we're relying on, on Grealish at the, you know, well, I'm pretty much giving up at the moment anyway, but I'd, I'd probably just, uh, you know, call, call it call it quits at that, because I do think he's playing really well, but unfortunately, he just doesn't have that little bit of finishing magic. He, he is the nearly man, unfortunately, and uh, that's that's how it is at the moment. I can't see him, you know, winning us games or or, or equalising in the last minute against Tottenham Hotspur. It just isn't happening. Well, last throw of the dice, Ray, for City was in the third minute of the five minutes extra time that we were given. Great cost by Grealish. And uh, Rodri had a chance to redeem himself, but he headed over <laughs> from six yards. Yeah. And then he's flattened by the goalkeeper. And it's quite interesting because... Um, People, a lot of people noted that uh, in the World Cup, uh, Leo Messi was given a penalty for pretty much the same thing. Yeah. Well, look, but uh, City wanted a penalty, didn't didn't get one. Yeah, look, I mean, it would. Be, I'm not saying it because uh, we want we needed it, but um, the goalkeeper should not be allowed to do that. You know, if a player goes through somebody else, does a tackle and goes through them uh, with excessive force, it's a free kick. He's gone through with excessive force. He's hit him with his second arm straight across the head. Um, that should have been a penalty. In fact, he should have been sent off for that. Because, But goalkeepers seem to be able to, to, to get this leeway, which you shouldn't have got. And, you know, um, but let's be honest, it would have been something that we didn't deserve from this game, a penalty and an equaliser. We didn't deserve that. Um, you know, the way we treated Haaland... And it's an interesting thing before I forget. Apparently, City have scored as many goals this season with Haaland, who scored 25, as we would have done at this stage last season without Haaland because with their faults now, everybody else is chipping in. So, you know, has Haaland made us better? No. Is is Haaland a world-class player? Yes. But uh, the rest of our team... We don't know how to play with Haaland, and it's it's not working for us. And unless Pep finds a way quickly, and I think he's searching for it, that's why we've had so many different formations and personnel changes. 
But unless he finds it very, very quickly, this season... We don't have the players, Ray, do we? We don't, just don't have the players now. You can go back two, three seasons. We probably have the players to, to utilise Haaland. Yeah. At the moment, we just, we're just not quick enough to, to get him into, yeah. that, into that area. I mean, by the time Mares has jiggled about and Grealish has jiggled <laughs> about, you know, as, as we say, we've got two or three City players in the box, Haaland. You've got like seven or eight opposing players and it, it'll keep happening. And I say, it's only when KDB sort of got the got the freedom of the part when he can yeah. put these balls through the middle etc that that it's working and that it's it's just it's it's, it's so sad i mean you've got to feel sorry for Ireland at the moment yeah. you know my, my, you you won't be surprised if you he would want to go somewhere at the end of this season the way it's going yeah. my worry is that this season can get ugly really quickly it can get ugly really quickly because you know lose another or draw another game or two well, United are three points behind us. They're knocking <laughs> on the door. Yeah. Uh, Arsenal, we, we lost on Saturday. As I told you, Bernard, I told you, I had uh, Everton down for a nil and we're under Sean Dyche. I said they're going to make it really difficult for Arsenal to score. And uh, lo and behold, they did. Um, and I said we need to take advantage. I'd, I'd have been happy with if, if, if Everton had drawn against Arsenal because then it would have put it back in our hands. We had it in our hands. Arsenal opened the door. They opened the door for us and we got we went along, we got hold of the door and we slammed it shut in our own faces. It was it's just crazy. Um, you know, it was I thought the Southampton game earlier in the season, not too long ago, was one of the worst performances I'd seen at of City in, in, in the last five or six years. But the Spurs game was no better. Well, guys, we in, in, in the event we we got seven minutes of extra time, wouldn't have mattered a bit. We weren't scoring in a week. That much is clear. And uh, the points go to uh, Tottenham. And here's our record, guys, against Tottenham at, in their stadium. Played five, won zero, drawn zero, lost five, scored zero, uh, against seven, and no points. So that is really becoming... A little bit of a, a hoodoo for us. If it wasn't already, it certainly is now. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think I think it's for the four Premier League games, but our but our XG is nine point two nine apparently, and we've yeah, scored zero with a nine point two nine XG. That's not bad going, is it? Not too bad. Well, guys, just one thing I just want to return to. We touched on it um, very briefly, but I'm just going to ask for your opinions. Um, what's your theory about the uh, Phil Foden mystery, Ray? You've got to have a theory. No theory, mate. Look, the Paul had sick. That's it. <laughs> sick. You know, you know. Pep dropped him from the squad twice on Friday. Says he's available, he's ready, and suddenly, pretty much overnight, because he was he was with the squad, so he get he suddenly gets so sick that he can't even watch the game. He's so ill, you know, that they have to send him back to Manchester. You know, I've, normally you get sent to Coventry. Uh, when you're excommunicated from from the rest of the team, but poor Phil got sent back to Manchester with his tail between his legs. Paul lad, I do hope he's gone to see the doctor and he gets some honey and lemon and he feels better soon. Okay, well, if you detected a, a note of sarcasm in, in 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 Ray's voice there, guys, I think you wouldn't be far off the mark. Well, Let's he, go to he, no. I'll ask this question, Bernard. Do you believe half of what comes out of Pep's mouth <laughs> at the moment? Uh, no. There you go. Oh, okay, well, um, let, let's turn to Bernard to see if he does have um, an actual theory. Has Pep fallen out with Phil Foden, do you think? Has Pep fallen out with Phil Foden? Um, well, I've got to ask the question, why would he fall out with Phil Foden? Um, you know, what what would make that happen? Uh, obviously playing for England, he didn't play every game. He, he didn't particularly make any great shakes to get back early, I don't think, into the into the camp. But he's not alone there with that. Um, we don't know. We just don't. We just don't know. Uh, we have to assume everything we're told is. You know, Pep doesn't tell lies. You know, we have to assume everything <laughs> Pep says. He's, Pep said he's gospel because we we'd always that sort of guy. We can see it in the press conferences. He, you know, when he's defending his team that have played absolute cack. Uh, you know, it, it is. I mean, we want to see Phil Foden, but obviously when we have seen him, let's face it, we have seen him since the World Cup. It's, it's not been great. So, But then again, uh, he's probably not alone in that, is he? So uh, I have I have no idea. But the sooner we get him back in a, a, a fully fit, 
competent Phil Foden, you know, um, more than merrier. But at the moment, there's a few players we can say about, you know, the same sort of thing. Allegedly, Bernard, why did Roy Evans fall out with uh, Stan Collymore? Was it Stan Collymore? Or why did, was it Zaha and David Moyes? I can't remember. Who knows what Phil's been up to? Yeah, you don't know, do you? You don't know what behind the scenes what's been going on. But uh, we know we know he, he like he's a bit of a lad, isn't he? Let's face it, he's a bit of a lad. We know he's a bit of a lad, so it may have been up to something, but hopefully nothing too bad that uh, won't won't uh, deny him using his skills sometime in the future. What have you been up to, Phil? What have you been up to? Answers to <laughs> Bolt from the Blue on Twitter. Thank you. Anyway, guys, um, uh, as we draw this pod to, to a conclusion, we can't spend too much on this because it's been talked to death already, uh, not only by everybody in the football universe, but also by uh, me, Bernard and Ray. But we'll, we've got to say something about it. Obviously, the Premier League dropped the bombshell um, in the last uh, uh, number of hours, and um, we've got we're looking at potential charges. Um, and it seems like we're going through all of this um, rubbish again. And um, just a few thoughts from the guys. Obviously, there's no need to go through the history and the timeline of, of what happened because everyone knows it by now. But I, I think we'll restrict it uh, just to one uh, question. And I think it's a question that is an interesting one Ray raised on his uh, channel. Uh, will this have a galvanizing or a destructive effect? Uh, on Man City with these new uh, charges hanging over them that are unlikely to be resolved for a couple of years, giving um, opponents, fans, a, you know, a great opportunity to get stuck into us for, for from now until then. Let's start off with Ray. Oh, well, I, we don't know. I hope it does, because to be honest, City can't get much worse than, the, than that performance against Spurs and the performance against um, Southampton. So, um I really do think last time it galvanised us. We, I think we we did all right after that. It, I hope it galvanises. It'll certainly the fans will make a hell of a lot of noise on Sunday against Aston Villa. A hell of a lot of noise, and it's now up to the team and the manager to respond. And um, I don't know. I don't know what will happen if we put another <coughs> rank bad performance in like we we have been doing. I don't know if the crowd might turn nasty I think for this game they'll be all behind the, the, the team, the boys on the pitch 100% cut, uh, through thick and thin but we're going to have to start making improvements on the pitch because I think the fans will start to turn against us if um, uh, performances on the pitch are terrible as well they will start you know, um, having a bit of a pop um, but as I said, I hope it, um everybody knocks their heads t- together and says, we're going to come out fighting and we are going to rip Aston Villa a new one. What do you think, Bernard? I mean, uh, allegedly, most uh, like a good uh, proportion of the Man City uh, match-going crowd are, are foreigners from Japan and other countries. Do you think, <laughs> do you think that they'll, um, they'll start having a pop, as Ray um, put it? We might even be one from South Korea there on uh, Sunday, might be on, you know, with his half and half scarf, and I'm not too sure. Uh, <laughs> in fairness, listen, um, I don't, I don't think up to today it's a happy camp. I don't, I don't think we're all happy, clappy in the dressing room at the moment. There are problems, so this could either push it to the extreme where it's going to get even worse. Oh, yes, as Ray hopes and we all hope, it'll galvanise and the fans will be up for it. Let's face it, we, we, we don't, we've got to beat Villa. Villa's not the problem. Villa, we should be able to beat Villa. But having said that, Emery's got them playing quite well. I've been watching a little bit of them and listening to a couple of their fan channels. Emery's got them playing quite well at the moment. So we should be beating Villa. Obviously, I'll be a bit more worried about next week when we when we play Arsenal. That will be the acid test, if you like, or the litmus litmus test. But yeah, I'm hoping I'm hoping it will galvanise us because at the moment the way it's going, uh, as I say, Pep, Pep's losing certain players. Um, fans as fans, yes, we'll be behind. It will be singing, we're going down with a billion in the bank and all this sort of thing again. It'll galvanise the fans at least, at least for a little while. As I said, it all depends what happens on the pitch, of course. But uh, 
Yeah, uh, I'm worn out with it all, to be honest with you. But uh, say, come what may, it's City that matters to me. What whatever happens, but yeah, let, let's hope it does. I, I'm I'm not overly convinced because I, I think there are a few deeper problems and than this, and it's a bad time for this to re, you know to be raised again for me. It's just not the great. In the past, when these things have happened, we've been pretty good on the pitch and we've managed to work through. At the moment, we're not very good on the pitch, so. It could have a detrimental effect, but let's hope, fingers crossed, uh, that it does galvanise us. Well, if you were feeling particularly uh, cynical, you might say, this is not bad, actually. This takes the focus off that terrible performance against Spurs, and they're talking about something (laughs) else instead. But also, um, you know, who knows, uh, Ray? Maybe Ricky Hatton might get his wish. He was famous for that that, uh, pronouncement that he made where... He actually missed the bad old days uh, because of the gallows humour and the camaraderie. And maybe if the Premier League get their way, we'll be back down there, you know. I hope not, um, Mike. I, I don't want to go back to the bad old days, you know. You know, it, it's, <laughs> no, but it, it's true. When, when, when you've tasted uh, caviar, you don't, you don't want to go back to eating uh, hula hoops, do you? you know, <laughs> alphabetic I like hula hoops. <laughs> you know, you know when, when you've tasted the cream, you don't want to go back. Really, you don't. You know, let us have what you say, but you know, if we did, we have to. Simple as. No, no, we do. We do. Hey, look, we do what we do. You know, um, um, if if we end up back getting relegated or something, we we take our punishment. You know, and we come back fighting. Um, and I mean, I, I, I said to my 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 mate Cam, a Liverpool fan, because obviously we've been rubbing his nose in it for for weeks about Liverpool. <laughs> and I've been saying Klopp out and everything else, and now I think today I said after yesterday I said Pep and Klopp out. Uh, maybe we should swap managers. I mean, I, I, you might <laughs> laugh, but yeah, you know, get get Klopp over here. Maybe that'll galvanise us. I, I told I told um, Cam this. Uh, I said, look, if you get Pep, you'll you'll be serial winners like we are. And if we get Klopp, then uh, we'll win the occasional trophy, you know, two or three trophies every seven years. And we'll punch the air and tell everybody we're the best team in the world, even though we aren't. So we both get something out of it. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, next up for City is the, is the home game against Aston Villa uh, on Sunday. And if you're lucky, you might even see a bolt from the blue there. And uh, if you do, uh, say hello. Um, all right, guys, I think we'll leave it there. It's been uh, one hour, 11, 12, just coming up to 12 minutes. I think that you have had your had your lot from us for the time being, but we'll certainly speak to you again after that Aston Villa game. So I guess we'll leave it here for now and uh, finish off in the normal way by saying, have one on us and up the blues. Up the blues. Up the blues. <laughs>